everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 314th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, I am, uh, well, I'm very excited because we get to dive into Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar, a fully funded game as of this recording on Kickstarter by Funko Games and Prospero Hall. I recently had the chance to head out to Hollywood to play this new tabletop game, learn all about it, interview some fine folks, and, and of course hang out with some stellar Jurassic fans for a few hours. So today, I'm going to be talking all about the game and the experience that I had out there. And uh, like I mentioned, I had the chance to interview some people as well, so you'll get to hear that in this segment coming up. But, uh, you know, right now the game is currently live on Kickstarter. We'll have all the links and everything in our show notes. Uh, I believe the game was funded, like, fully within two hours. Wild! That is that is wild! But I know Jurassic fans out there are craving for new content, and this and everything that you've seen from this game is... It's just beautiful. Spoilers for the segment. Uh, but we we are uh, very, very excited to see that it fully funded. And uh, we're at the point now where it looks like they might be adding on more benefits to, uh, to backing this project. So keep your eyes peeled for more stuff there. But uh, I think, like I said, this is a very, very exciting time for Jurassic fans because this is new content. This is new stuff that we get. Brand new artwork, brand new game, just just so much fun that uh, that can be had from this game. So I cannot wait until this campaign reaches the end. It's it's already fully funded, and uh, people get this in their hands to play. But of course, before all of that, we have some stuff to take care of. So let's go ahead and take care of some quick business. I've been away for a few days, so I didn't really have a ton of time to uh, do a lot of posts and uh, articles and things like that, and this episode is not coming out at the normal time, but uh, we did have some stuff over on YouTube last week. I did a live stream with Jarrett Courtney. We did our, uh, we did a Let's Talk Jurassic, where we talked about uh, Beyond the Gates. I think that was uh, the episode we talked about that. Uh, the other latest Mattel stuff, Generation Jurassic. Whatever that is, uh, maybe we've got some idea, but as of last week, we probably didn't. But uh, still, we, we talked about it anyway. And Jarrett, um, you've heard Jarrett here before on the show. It's been a long time, but I was very, very excited to chat with Jarrett on the live stream. And the live stream has basically become like our our news uh, outlet for this show. You know, we don't necessarily do a ton of the news segments here on the show, but... That's all. It's all happening over on the live stream. So please check out Let's Talk Jurassic every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, last week, we also did a uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 video featuring, you know, some dinosaurs and things from uh, 
the uh, Camp Cretaceous DLC that recently came out there, and and I have been playing this game uh, a ton recently, and I've I've seen some of these dinosaurs in action. But Tom Jurassic created a really really cool cinematic video, so please check out that video over on uh, YouTube, and you'll find the link for that in our show notes as well. But uh, of course, this week we've got another live stream for you, and of course we might actually have some uh, some video content coming from the session that I had out in Hollywood. Uh, Funko was kind enough to film some stuff, take some pictures. You might have seen some of it already from other uh, people that were out there. So please check out uh, Jurassic Gen's content, Neem's content, Caleb's content. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, so please check it all out. Get get your hands on all of it as as much as you can. Uh, and buy this game. Buy, go buy the game. I'm, I'm telling you before the segment even starts. Go get it. Go fund this thing because it's awesome. But enough of all that. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by learning all about Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. This is a game trail, Mr. Ludlow. Carnivores hunt on game trails. Hey, Hammond's coming online. Get over there! So people think that robots are the future. This is a game trail. Thinking machine supercomputers and virtual reality displays. This is a game we call hide and seek. It's a scent drill. We've done it about a thousand times with these animals. This is a game trail. Wait to engage. Look at these creatures. They've got millions of years of instinct in their cells. Instinct that we can program. Bird the animal into a kill zone. That's when we take our shot. Get a clear shot, wait on my command, and give her everything you got. I hate computers. This new program's incredible. Violence and technology, not good bedfellows. All right, everybody. Welcome to a little bit of a, a tabletop segment here on the podcast. I think this is... Uh, a pretty new thing. Uh, I don't think we've ever done one before, um, but uh, we've certainly talked about different games, uh, Jurassic-related in the past, but we have something very special to talk about here today, and I've been uh, hinting and teasing at it for uh, a few weeks now because I had the chance to go out to Hollywood, courtesy of Funko. They were able to send us out there to their Hollywood Funko store to play Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. It's a new tabletop game that brings you through the entire franchise, uh, and it is truly impressive from each and every aspect of this thing, and I cannot wait to dive into this uh, you know, in just a short while with all of you because I have a lot to say, a lot to talk about, but I do want to get into some of the specifics first before we get too far. So this game is going to be available on Kickstarter. Should be $120, launching March 22nd. And uh, I'm sure there will be some other things that you can check out over on their website. I'll put all of the links and everything in our show notes. I'm sure there will be an article on the website, so please check it all out because you do not want to miss out on this game or any specifics that they're offering. It is amazing. It is so, so much fun. But... Uh, I do want to dive into a few specifics here from a few different people who worked on this, who are part of this experience. I have a interview here uh, with the VP over at Funko Games, Deirdre Cross, and the editorial manager, Ruby Wisniewski. Uh, I had the chance to speak with both of them and uh, learn a little bit about the game. Uh, Funko was kind enough to let us do interviews there on the property and... 
oh man, it was so much fun to learn about it and talk with them. Um, but uh, this is just one part of the experience. So let's go ahead and take a listen to what Deirdre and Ruby have to say. All right, so we're here to talk about Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. I wanna know, like, give, us, give me a rundown. What, what is this game about? Uh, this game uh, puts you on the island of Isla Nublar before the original Jurassic Park. You get to explore and develop the island from the very first building up till who knows what. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that part. The getting to the island before like the movie starts, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so what is the process of like securing like Jurassic or something like this? Oh wow, yeah, well as Funko Games is part of Funko, you know us as yeah. one of the biggest uh, <laughs> licensees of fandom in the world mm -hmm. maybe. So we have an incredible licensing team and they, I, I mean the sky's the limit for what uh, what they can do like, really. The franchise <laughs> out there, let's just make a game out of it. We can do it, we got yeah. it. And we have a long-standing collaborative relationship with Universal and Amblin. We've mm -hmm. done several games for them. And in fact, we have more coming out this year yeah. with them as well. So we've got a great long-term relationship and they really trust us to partner with them yeah. to tell these stories. And they give us a lot of freedom uh, and, they, and they're just a really fantastic group yeah. to collaborate with. So I've never played a legacy game until today. Uh, can you give me like a little rundown? Like what is a legacy game involved? Yeah, legacy games um, are a extended play experience. They um, are a campaign style game, which means that you're gonna play through a story over multiple gaming sessions. You're not just gonna sit down, play one game, put it away and be like, that was a fun game. You have a whole story that you're gonna go through and the legacy element means that the choices you make are going to affect your future play sessions. So decisions that you make might permanently affect the game, affect the characters, affect the dinosaurs in this particular instance, uh, and mean that the, as you go along, your game is going to be different from a different gaming group. Yeah. What's like the hardest part of bringing a game like that to life? Because like, you're affecting the game as you go along. Like, it's got to be <laughs> difficult to like come up with the strategy behind that. I mean, difficult to come up with it, but also imagine the implications of if you change something in the first or second adventure, mm -hmm. how does that thread change what happens in the next, you know, yeah. 12 hours of gameplay? Yeah. And so just the playtesting <laughs> alone of the variables and the things, I mean, it's a many years to, to make a product like this. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. You've got to come up with so many different, like, routes, and, and I just, I can't even comprehend it. It's yeah. crazy. What is the best part about, like, the Jurassic franchise, like bringing that into a legacy game like this? I, I think the best part about the, the Jurassic franchise is that it's so big, right? The, if mm. we think about, um, for those of us that are deep fans of it, the, all of the films, plus the you know the underpinnings that come before it, if you've mm. read the books and things like that, and understanding yeah, yeah. the depth of it, is is to realize that you can make a game that spans that same amount of time. Well, it doesn't take 35 years to play, <laughs> but you can tell an yeah. epic story yeah. in this medium that you, that you can't uh, in, in film or movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think another great thing about this game experience is we really let the story lead the development in the sense of, as fans of the properties and the movies, we wanted to give a gaming experience that put you in those scenes. And a lot of the mechanical choices that we made in terms of how the game is played is to make the players relive those moments and create new moments that are exciting and bizarre because we might not have seen those in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think my favorite part so far is just building out the world and kind of like thinking about how does this tie into the, the history of Jurassic. So like, how, how difficult was it to bring, like, to come up with the lore? Do you have to like check with Universal all the time? Or are you like trying to like say like, does this jive with what you guys are working on? Or Oh, yeah, absolutely. We work hand in hand with them to make sure mm -hmm. that, that everything we're doing, they're on board with and it's, and uh, it's very important to us in our process. And you even find when you're playing the game uh, that there are some characters in there that you've never seen even in, yeah. the, in the shows, uh, in the films. And so all of that was developed with them. Yeah, yeah as because we're, we're telling the foundational story as well. Like you said, building yeah. the park. Yeah, I like that because now when I watch one of the movies, I'm going to be like, I know that this character, this person was involved in the, in the, the history of it. So really cool. Do you... You have like, do you, do you find it easy to bridge the gap between stuff that really happened within the films and stuff that you're kind of like making up for the process of the game? Or? Yeah, I think we, I mean, I wouldn't say it is easy, but as people uh, who really love the stories that we're telling, uh, I, I think it's part of our natural storytelling interest. So we're like, what happened before we saw that? What happened after we see this? And then with our partnership with Universal, we really get to uh, expand on that. Um, there are some things that might not be so easy, mostly mechanically. It's like, oh, we really want to see what happened before the park. And then we're like, oh, that gameplay doesn't work or uh, that, that player experience isn't like as rich as we want it to be. So there's a lot of iteration that goes into all of these new decisions that we're making about the stories we love. Yeah. So, so far we've played like, you know, uh, a few parts, the, the, the intro to this game and then the first one, right? I think that's all we've done. Is there anything you can tease about like later on? Anything at all like that you can tease like that it would be cool like to, to hear. <laughs> Not much. I know you can't say much. I but. mean, I think my biggest tease is, <laughs> is like, at, from watching the movies, you ha see some things, and I think you can uh, imagine might what yeah. might happen, especially <laughs> with the dinosaurs. You know, at the beginning, we start with four dinosaurs. You might expect to see some new dinosaurs, and you might expect to see some things happening with the development of those dinosaurs that we saw in the films, mm -hmm. but it's exciting to find out how that might happen yeah. in the game experience. I know, I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil it because like everything so far has been a cool surprise and to see like how much more you layer it in with different characters and you know, expand the films that we haven't touched yet, you know, we've only really gone through the first movie really, so it's really cool. I, I can't wait to see what else comes. But uh, what about the art style? Because the art style is really cool. I like. I can't get over how amazing it is. From the cards, like the little cards that come out, to uh, there's like little, like almost like comic. They look like comic books, but they're like instruction packets and stuff like that. Like, tell me a little bit about the idea for the art style. We're working on the art style. I mean, when we approach any game, we really we try to look at the foundational material and take inspiration from that. And we got to talking about it and thought that wouldn't it be cool if we went back to the same inspirational material that the creators of this 
it, whole world have, mm -hmm. you know, as children, as yeah. young people. And so we started thinking about that, like looking at 1950s, like pulp comics, and kind of hearkening back to the time when the people who, who made this, you know, from the books to the films and beyond, what was their inspiration? And so that was really where we started foundationally, and then we went from there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely tell, like, it feels like it was from a certain era. It's really, really cool. So I'm, I'm almost done here, but uh, I want to know, what's your, what's your favorite Jurassic film out of all the five so far that have been released? Well, I'm a purist at Jurassic Park all okay. day, every day. There's no wrong answer. No. I think they're all great. No. So. But I do. I love the, the first Jurassic World, too. I mm -hmm. felt like it, it brought so much of that uh, joy of, of the first film back, too. So all of it, really. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. But it's all one long what do you, film. I'm going off-road and saying Camp Cretaceous is totally oh! the most fun. <laughs> I love Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> all right. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, like, what the, you know, what the, the feelers were for it, that, that, that series. It's yeah, canon. I mean, I love it. I think, like, there's some really valuable stuff in there, especially uh, so if you saw season three, there's some really like impactful things that like almost feel like this game where like you're making changes and they're, they they changed the game a little bit with some things. So yeah. that's pretty cool. What about your favorite dinosaur? Because yeah, like I already I gave my testimony about my favorite um, dinosaur. So what's yours? <laughs> um, I uh, probably Stegosaurus just because classic like looking. Love those fins and uh, the. Agamizer, am I saying that yep, right? I picked it. up while working on this game, I picked up some terms. <laughs> well, because you're talking about Camp Cretaceous from a dinosaur character, I'm thinking about Bumpy, because I love Bumpy. Everybody That's does. Fantastic. Um, but my uh, my favorite dinosaur is the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Because okay. I yeah. yeah. I was in eighth grade when the when the first film came out and just like that scared me so bad, mm -hmm. and I, you know, so. I, yeah, uh, I know how you feel. It was great, it was yeah. great, and it's always been my favorite. It's like, you know, that history behind that one and the what it came from, like, from the book, it's like so brutal and so scary, and then yeah. seeing it in the Jurassic World Dominion trailer, I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> so you guys have a favorite character from uh, the movies or, or Camp Cretaceous or anything like that? Oh, uh, my favorite is Dr. Grant. That's I just one. love Dr. Grant. <laughs> I like Claire. I think she's just like girl power, like taking charge, and yeah. Yeah, I, I love both those. Yeah, and I, so I have this question that I usually ask first. So I, I, I totally messed up the order, of the sequence here. But so if you if you were stuck in a kitchen with a Velociraptor, yeah. mm -hmm. what would you do, and would you make it out alive? I think about this a lot. You <laughs> <laughs> know, but you watch that scene and you're like, uh, what would I do? How would I get out of this? I think a lot less screaming, for one thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be the first. I'd kinda, I think I'd keep it down. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely I would definitely make it out alive. Um, Good. I think the, the kids were very brave in that kitchen with the Velociraptor. Just I just, screaming. They got lucky. They got lucky in a lot of situations. A lot of situations. Like if, if Tim didn't electrocute his hands and didn't have that thing on there, he might not have, he might have slipped in the, in the, uh, freezer and got you. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. A lot of what luck. do you think? I'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for for chatting with me for a few minutes. Where can everybody like find the game and, and find out more? You oh know? yeah. Oh, you, know, you got it back I here. Got it. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, it is can, beautiful. It's I can barely lift it. Forty-five pounds, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's about it's about seven and a half. But this game, uh, Jurassic World: The Legacy of Isla Nublar. It's going to be launching on Kickstarter on March 22nd. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Go get it. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 
So there it is. Thank you so much to Ruby and Deirdre for uh, for chatting with me for a little bit there at the event itself. And I do want to take some time here to just shout out everybody that I had the chance to interact with uh, in regards to this event, whether it was in person or just online. Uh, Adam, Deirdre, Ruby, Chuck, uh, Ming Yi, Amy K, Michelle, Colin, and Connie. Each and every one of these people uh, who who work on this game or, or are able to promote this game in some way or fashion, uh, creating it and just sharing it around. Like, I, I truly appreciate each and every person who helped make this event possible, make this game possible. Um, it is, you know, it's awesome to work with a company who really, really cares about the property, really cares about the fan interaction and the fan experience. And I think this this game really, really shows. Um, you know, they wanted us out there to talk about what fans would think of this game. And I think that was that's really smart, first off. They want to know if fans would be interested in this and if this is something that would be up up our alley or if it's just something that, you know, tabletop lovers will like or people that are just, uh, just you know, casual Jurassic Park fans will like. No, this is something that I think goes so, so much deeper and it's so thanks to each and every one of those people that I just mentioned and literally anybody else who worked on this game. I think it really, really shows that there's there's fans directly at the center of this of this experience this game and uh it just shows it shows on each and every level uh, of the experience and not not just the experience that we were able to uh to have the chance to do myself jurassic jen neems and caleb uh but the the experience of playing this game no matter who you are i think it really shows and uh, it, it, it goes so, so deep and it's so much fun. And we only got to experience a very small portion of this game. Let, we, we were actually there for many, many hours, but uh, we only had the chance to experience a little bit of it. Um, I'll dive into the game in just a minute here, but uh, I do want to talk about the experience itself real quick. Uh, like I said, Funko was kind enough to, to send us out there, to fly us out to California. Uh, put us up in a hotel, which was right around the corner from the Funko store, and uh, and head down to that store for like an awesome tour. They gave us a, a, they were kind enough to, kind enough to give us a tour of this this amazing building. Which oh, it was the it was like the coolest uh, you know toy store I, I think I've ever been in. Just the fact that like I am an avid collector of Funko Pops and. Uh, you know, my entire family, my wife, my my kids, I have a bunch of them. And it was so cool to be in this store and to see all of these different um, like dioramas and just these different places where you can have photo ops and just seeing all of the, the, the pops everywhere. And not even just pops, but so many other different uh, kinds of merchandise out there. It was so, so impressive. Uh, I've never seen a, a store like that before, so that was super, super cool. Um, but we, yeah, we got a tour of it. We had the chance to make our own Funko Pops. Uh, I have one here now that looks like me, which is really, really awesome. So thank you so much. Uh, they let us gather up some other goods and, and take some stuff home. It was just, it was awesome. Like I said, it's so cool to be able to work with companies like this. Uh, you know, we've had a handful of them over the, the years here that have interacted with us here on the podcast. And it's it's it makes a big difference, I think, when uh, when it comes to 
uh, the experience. It really shows and it really shines through. Um, but uh, they also had, like, I-, I know I mentioned the store itself, but there was like a specific spot in the store. I was like, hmm, I wonder where we're going to play. Because this is like a really cool store. We could play literally anywhere in here. But there was like a special room that was like hidden. And so, so. <laughs> There was a, a TARDIS, if you're a fan of Doctor Who, which I also am. Um, I, I, I'm walking through the store, and there's just this big TARDIS. It's a, it's a, a phone booth, like a, a British, British phone booth that it's blue, and you open up the door, and in the show, it's bigger on the inside. And uh, lo and behold, we opened the door, and it was bigger on the inside. So there, there was a whole room back there with, like, a bar. There was, like... Uh, some couches back there, a TV that was playing Jurassic movies on loop. And I was like, that's amazing. Let's keep that going. Uh, And uh, they had this entire setup for uh, the four of us to play along, as well as Adam and Ruby kind of guiding us through this experience, which was, you know, super, super helpful. Uh, But it, the whole, the whole experience was amazing just to be able to, to sit back there with Jurassic fans and uh, do something brand new that, you know, not many people have had the chance to do was super, super awesome. So let's dive into the game a little bit because that's what you really want to know about. You want to know what I thought. I've been teasing this for weeks now. Um, Haven't had the chance to record anything until now. This game, like I said, I've probably said it many times, but from start to finish uh, of what we've done and just what was available to us, all the different pieces and, and everything there, the board itself, the characters, the the pieces, everything was just made with so much love and it it really, really shows. And I think that that really comes through on like this stuff like the artwork. The artwork is just, it's gotta be like one of the best parts of this whole thing. It's It's really like this retro style artwork that is like 50s comic book style or Kind of like even Universal Movie Monsters style. It is just really, really amazing. And I think this helps to sell it. So you'll see this artwork, which, you know, a lot of people have already shared little uh, images and things like that all over the place, uh, showcasing different pieces of artwork here. And they've got, like, the most, like, you could take any one of these pieces and just put it up on a wall and, and frame it, and it is the coolest art you have in your house. Uh, no joke. Um, but there is there are so many pieces within this that are their own little pieces of art themselves. There's cards with dinosaurs, cards with characters. There's instruction manuals that are just super impressive. Some of them look like comic book covers. Um, and it really sells the experience and sells the history of this game and this this story, this ongoing story, the because you get to play through the entire franchise, which is amazing, and I I uh, I can't wait to to do the rest of it because what I did was so impressive and so amazing that um, by the end of it, which I'll get to later, I was just like, oh man, I could have sat here and played for hours and hours and hours and hours and literally just played until we finished the game, but. Had to cut it short, uh, but but uh, not not too short. They they gave us plenty of time to play through. Uh, but this thing starts off with a tutorial. So I believe there's uh, there's different adventures that you get to play through. There's about there's twelve of them, and the first one is a tutorial. There's ten adventures I believe, and then there's uh, a finale. So that's the twelve adventures right there. 
And the first one is actually set like before the first film. And it, it ties so nicely into the franchise itself because there is a lot of talk about Hammond's dream. What was Hammond's dream? Well, you get to kind of experience that. And, and I think that is really, really smart. It's really cool. Ties in nicely with, you know, so many things that people have mentioned over the years, whether it's like Mizrani or, um, you know, Lockwood or whoever, um, or even kind of a nice little reference to Jurassic Park 3 with Alan Grant falling asleep on the airplane and having his dream about a velociraptor. There, There's plenty of, like, discussion around dreams and Hammond gets to dream about what the park's going to be and it's a great way to get you into this game to be able to to experience this game without any permanence uh right away so you we got the chance to play and figure it out on the fly and read through all of the instructions now that was one of the uh the the pre-instructions from I, I think Adam was like all right, now, please go ahead and uh, somebody read through this and read each and every word in the in the instruction book. And I think I think I was the first one to go. Uh, we all kind of took turns uh, opening things and reading things and handing out things or whatever. And I think I was the first one to go. And these instruction manuals are very very dense. There's so much in there to learn and understand. And I know that's a lot to grapple with. I know a lot of people struggle with tabletop games and, and understanding them. I do myself as well. I, I've had, I, you know, I've had games where I find it in, you know, it's almost impossible to understand or I'm like, ah, I give up or I can't, I can't figure this out or I need somebody to walk me through it. Um, I'm never really the one to like do the instructions on a, on a tabletop game. I usually leave that up to like my wife or somebody else who's like much more thorough than I am. But when somebody says, read every word, hey, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's how we understand things. Maybe I'll do that from now on. Um, so, you know, it's it, I don't want to put together a table and not read all the instructions. And then I end up with three legs and it doesn't stand, uh, you know, the way it's supposed to or something. Um, but... I, uh, I read all the words. They have lovely little interludes there with Mr. DNA, which I was kind enough to read in the Mr. DNA voice. You're welcome, Funko. Uh, you know, call me. I'm here. I can do the, the Mr. DNA voice whenever you need me to. Um, but I, I, of course, had to read it in Mr. DNA's voice whenever it, it showed a little picture of Mr. DNA and a little blurb that, you know, he's got kind enough to uh, offer some little tidbits of information um, but it was really important to read through the instructions. So I think when you're starting this game and they, they, trust me, they have so many materials online already before the launch of this game to help you understand it. There's like tons of YouTube videos. Um, that I think they have instructions and things on their website. So please go check everything out that they're offering already. Get yourself like ahead of the curve and just read. Just, just figure it out and go along with it. Don't guess. Don't just make stuff up. Really go along with the experience, and I think that's the best way. It really is the best way because at first I was like, oh, my gosh. A lot of words. A lot of words. Let me And, and if anybody's a fan of uh, or, you know, a fan of listening to me on the uh, 
The Jurassic Mailbag, I'm always saying how much reading is just not my favorite thing to do on the show. Um, and, and, you know, throwing it back to like the old school days of school and being like, you know, the front and center of the classroom trying to read stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to do this. But I think they, they made it super easy to understand. They threw in Mr. DNA, which added some levity, levity to everything. And, uh, it was, it was easy to get through, and I think it, it, it helped make the game a much more enjoyable experience to actually understand what we were doing um, because it is very, very dense, a lot of rules. But once you actually see what's going on, it's very easy to understand. So it just you know comes down to pointing you in the right direction. There's things to read on the board, uh, on these cards that are on the board, on the instructions, and then you cross-reference everything. You put things down and, and mark things up. And you get to figure it out as you go along. And this this beginning portion about Hammond's Dream was very helpful to help us understand how to play and figure out what these dinosaurs do that are on the board and what your characters do, what you're supposed to be doing with the gameplay itself, and how do you win, how do you lose. There was so much to understand about this. So I was really appreciative of this uh, tutorial to kind of uh, get us through the game. But then we ended up playing, I think... We played through the first one, the first adventure. I think we lost. <laughs> I think we lost, unfortunately. And then we started into the second adventure, and I think that's where we had to cut it off. But we lost the first adventure, but it's, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, which I'm not going to reveal. If you, if, if you don't want me to reveal anything, don't worry. Not going to be a lot revealed here because we only played through those few uh, first portions. And there was a point in time where Adam said, hey, no more spoilers. You, you can't document this. You can't talk about these things. We want this to be a fresh experience for everybody going into this game. And I agree. I, I think you want to learn about these things as you experience them. And you don't want me to tell you, you know, what things happen. You don't want me to do that. But I, I am I'm willing to talk about, you know, part parts of the gameplay and, and the parts that we had fun with. Um, but I, you know, uh, when we set up, we had the chance to, to uh, pick different characters. And your characters that are in this game, you know, they're Jurassic characters. And they have uh, different assets or different skills, I guess, that you could say, um, that help you get through this game. Um, because as you're going along, you're going to need different skill sets to help you move along. So there's a there's a whole board in front of you that looks like Isla Nublar. There's dinosaurs. It starts off with uh, four different dinosaurs. You've got your T-Rex, and this has all been revealed. you got your T-Rex, you've got your Triceratops, you've got your Brachiosaurus, and you've got your Velociraptors. So they start you off evenly here where you've got the two carnivores, two herbivores, and those dinosaurs... They like to do what they like to do. They like to be dinosaurs. They like to destroy things. They like to break into things and rummage around and move around the island. So expect a lot of chaos. I mean, that's what this series is about, right? It's about chaos. So um, so expect a lot of motion and movement from these dinosaurs. And, you know, it's not even things that you have your hands in. It's just what they do. And you'll find out when you read the cards and Read the instructions as far as what you're supposed to be moving and when you're supposed to be moving things. But it can get kind of violent. It can get kind of violent. These dinosaurs do like to eat things. So uh, just be warned. 
don't don't stick around too long <laughs> if, if you can help it. Um, sometimes you're kind of forced to, but um, you know, and you'll see as you go along. But um, but uh, yeah, it's it's very cool to kind of pick your character, see your skill set, and try to figure your way out. Uh, you know, as you go along, and I think one of the best things about this game is the fact that it's cooperative. So we're sitting around a, a big table. Um, myself and Jen were on one side. Neems and Kay Caleb were on the other side. We're all different characters. We've all got different skill sets. And it uh, it was super beneficial to help each other out. We weren't butting heads. We weren't uh, trying to stop each other. And that's the point of the game. The point of the game is to play together and work towards building an island that is best suited for Jurassic to to carry on this story, to build out the legacy. And uh, I think that's really, really important and really adds to the fun of the experience because how many games have you played that that you're just you're you're trying to beat your friends or you're trying to do this or that and it becomes there's a lot of tension and there's a lot of struggle and, and st stuff like that. And this was such a, a fun experience. I don't feel like I've played a lot of games where, you know, uh, tabletop games where you actually are helping each other. And I think that made a big difference to be able to, you know, almost take a backseat at times to help out your friends. And, uh, you know, there were many moments where Neems had a certain skill set on his character. And he's like, he's helping literally every person fulfill their tasks and do their duties and and make sure these dinosaurs are safe or in their bounds and and it was really really important to uh to play the game the way it's intended and to to use your skill set and do not forget about your skill sets and things like that so there's a lot of details and you have to be like very attentive and uh and use each other in the best way possible and and really plan I loved that. I loved how we were like putting our heads together at times in this game. I know I haven't revealed anything really about the gameplay itself, but um, but you you have like little tokens. So there's you each get two tokens, and then there's one extra token on the board itself. Um, and these these like tokens allow you to do different things on this board, whether that's move around or move something or. Uh, move dinosaurs or whatever the case is, you can you can use your action tokens to do things, and you know I I, I think it's it's and it actually comes with a, a card that gives you a lot of instruction on what those actions can be. So I, I I am not explaining it very well, but it's also been several weeks since I've played. But these these actions are are super beneficial to completing your tasks because by the end of the round each i think it was like mm, i think it was mm, don't quote me on this it was like five four five six something like that rounds for each adventure and you had to complete the specific things or else you got these these little uh you know consequence tokens that like you know it helped you either pass this this game or fail and uh, I thought that was pretty fun, you know, that you had these consequences up in the corner just looming over you the entire game. And you're like, well, uh, we need to work together here or else we're going to have a lot of consequences. And you know what happens when there's consequences is things go wrong. And uh, it was very important to make sure you never got around to those consequences. And there was 
you know, on the other side of these consequences, there was numbers, and depending on how many of them you got, whether it, it really indicated whether you were going to succeed or not. And we we got really lucky a lot of times with the consequences, and it didn't really hinder us too, too much. But, um, but you really got to pay attention to what the directions are and what your... Uh, what your your rules are for those specific rounds, uh, and and it was really important to play together and to help each other and not hide things. I've played so many games recently that it's like, you know, it's kind of like the um, the Among Us kind of route with a game. You know, where you're like you're keeping your cards to your chest and you're like, well, I don't want anybody to know that I'm I'm secretly the killer in this game and I'm going to, you know, stab somebody before, you know, the time runs out and I don't want anybody to know and that they all think that I'm on their team, but uh no, it's not a game like that. It's very much, you know, I'm going to help you even if it hinders my progression in the game or puts me closer to a dinosaur. Um but I thought I thought it was really really fun. So Along the way, you know, once we get into the game, you're starting to build things on your island. You make sure you're you're placing your visitor center and your uh, your different buildings. And it was it was really cool because once you set up your visitor center and other places, you could actually enter those buildings. And within these buildings are certain mini games that you have to make sure you finish those games by the end of the the, the session there. And it it was very like. Oh my gosh, it was I, I don't I, I've I've thought hard in games before, but like when you only have a few moves and you only have a few rounds and you're like, well, we need to do this, but we also need to do this, and we need to make sure that we have you know, we're staying away from dinosaurs or we're watching maybe where, you know, spotting early where we think these dinosaurs are going to go because there's indications on cards below that, that are, like, showing you, hmm, I think a dinosaur is going to end up somewhere in this region and I don't want to be over there or I want to try to corner it over there or herd it somewhere else. I heard a, you know, maybe I want to herd one of the... Um, you know, the herbivores, because they're kind of helpless in a lot of situations. I don't want them to get hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, those those T-Rex and Raptors, they, they are brutal. So you never know where you're going to end up, whether you're in a building with a dinosaur or just, you know, in between the mountains or hiding uh, on the other side of the mountains or on the other side of a fence, because you can place fences, you can place uh, roadways and and different things and it gets it gets uh I, I don't want to say complicated that was the first word that came to mind but it there's a lot of pieces and when you see it all in front of you it's it's not so bad but like when you when you sprawl everything out because when you first open your your first bag or, or your first uh little folder there's a lot of pieces and you're like oh boy uh uh what is what is all this stuff but like I said, once you kind of figure out what each thing does, you're like, oh, okay, this is a, this is a, this is a road. This is a fence. This is what this does. These are the uh, the strikes that are on those. That that's that means that I only have a certain amount of hits available. And and uh, I know this is probably making zero sense to you since you have not played this. But but uh, hopefully I'm like kind of giving you enough to say like, oh, this sounds fun or this is interesting. Um, so there was. There's like a mini game inside the visitor center, and I was a character, which is a brand new character to the to the franchise, to the entire story. Alejandra Solano 
And this is a brand new character who's a park planner, somebody who has special skills for buildings and stuff. And there's also other like different skills and and things on the cards that are that are hidden that you don't know what they are yet because this game comes with a raptor claw that acts as like a little scratch off like you're you're playing like a, a lottery game or something and you're scratching off the uh, the uh, you know that like silver that like gray like chalky stuff or like you know pencil dust that you 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 know you you swipe it away and get rid of it and then it reveals the numbers underneath well it's kind of like that and you have all these different skill sets that you're you're unaware of but for Alejandro Solano it was very helpful to kind of like go into a building with that character because it helped you like go I think it was like you can go where you want to go and like some rooms uh require different things and, and in order to get to those rooms this character was super helpful right off the bat because it's somebody who you know, plans the park and can go where they want in a way. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bypass, you know, the the uh, the common characters that you know and love from the movies. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna see what this new one's all about. And I think that's what's really, really fun and interesting about this game is that it's it's not just what you know. There's so much more to it, and they build out this game. This is a legacy game. So if you're not aware uh, what what this is, and I you know I, I know it was explained and alluded to uh, in the interview, but it's a game that you literally leave your legacy on, and it's different for each person that plays this game. Um, so the session that we had is going to be different than the session that you had or you're going to have. Um, and I think that's really cool. And you can place fences and you can place your buildings in completely different areas. You can pick all this stuff on your own. It's up to you, whatever you see fit. There was times where we were like, <laughs> where we actually had to place, I think it was the visitor center. And we're like, we're, we're struggling. We're like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. What is the best place to put this we're like well if this is here and that's there but but in our in the back of our mind i know all of us were thinking about park maps from the films and we're like yeah but like it's over here you know but like maybe we're gonna have more benefits to this game if it's not there um so it was a struggle for us because we're like we're really putting thought into where these things are placed because once you place them that's it that's all you do. That's all you have is one chance uh, outside of the tutorial, um, because the tutorial allowed you allows you to figure out what Hammond's plan, what his dream is going to be, before actually enacting it. So you get a second chance to kind of do things, but once you start doing things permanently, you're like, oh boy, um, I'm going to put this sticker down, and if you're not good at putting stickers down, maybe assign it to somebody else because. There's a lot of pressure involved in placing a sticker on a board permanently. Um, there's ripping things. There's, you know, there's just, you know, it, it's, it, there's a lot of factors in this game that are not your stereotypical board game that you just open the box and you replay every single time the same exact way with different people. Um, this is not that. And this is really, really interesting and cool. Um, so I, I loved, I loved that aspect of it, that it, you leave a legacy on this, you build... Jurassic Park the way you see fit and have that carry on throughout the legacy of this game. And I think that is really, really awesome. This is honestly, it's it's the perfect, I think the perfect franchise for a game like that. I don't know, like, 
off the top of my head anything that works really better than this because you know it's a game that or it's a it's a franchise that has lasted this this long and it's gone through so many iterations and you know we're still in these new movies we're still dealing with that legacy and we're still thinking about it and we're you know as fans we are thinking about it every single day so to be able to become somebody like John Hammond in this game and to to think about what John wants and where things go it's really it's really awesome and I think it's super important even if you're not you know a big time tabletop gamer it, it it's uh really awesome for jurassic fans out there to get their hands on this so i think i'll actually leave it there and just say you know hey if you have any questions about this uh let me know i'll try to answer as much as i can about this thing i think it's uh i think it's gonna be a big moment in the jurassic fandom a really fun time to see everybody playing this game and 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 uh, creating their own stories and I'm really interested to see what those stories are and uh, how this progresses and and like I said we only had a chance to play a very very small portion of this game so far and this thing takes hours and hours on end it you know it can take you 24 hours or, or maybe more to even play this game if, if it's like what they said with you know two hours per uh per adventure that's a lot of time that is a lot of time to be playing and i am very excited for you know this this uh shift in the fandom to be able to see what people are doing and to to see the people out there sharing this game and to share those images those beautiful beautiful uh pieces of art that are created in this game I'm very excited. This is going to be a very fun and new and uh, reinvigorating time, I think, for Jurassic fans. So I really want to know what everybody thinks about this game once you get your hands on it. And you absolutely cannot miss this thing. So please, 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 whatever you do, check out all the uh, the links, the Kickstarter. Uh, please go purchase this, uh, whatever you got to do over on Kickstarter to get this thing. And I believe, um, you know, it hasn't launched as of me recording this, but... When we were there, they had this awesome, really cool sleeve on top of the box itself. The box, the normal box is beautiful, but then there's this really, really cool like sleeve that was on top of it. And I think they said it was like a Kickstarter exclusive sleeve. So definitely uh, look into getting that as well because it's it's got slash marks. It's like this cool container that's all beat up and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, but you know, uh, there I could keep talking about this game, but I really just want everybody everybody to experience it, to take it all in, and to just have a have a blast playing it, and and let us know what you think when you actually get your hands on it. So again, thank you so so much to each and every person that had something to do with building this game, and also for you know to everybody who helped send us out there to play this game along with the other fans. It was. You know, a, a really, really impressive experience, and to see a company handled this way, it, it's just, it, it makes all the world a difference here. So, thank you so much to each and every person that was involved. And uh, I am very, very excited to see how you will be leaving your legacy on Jurassic World. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 314th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. So, of course, uh, I just have to sit here and thank Funko 
everybody at Funko Games, Prospero Hall, Zebra, everybody out there for sending me out to Hollywood to get my hands on Jurassic World, the legacy of Isla Nublar. I mean, this tabletop game is, as as I just, uh, you know, ranted about for a while, it's awesome. And I think that the fact that this is fully funded as of right now, it's it's awesome to see. And I think it speaks volumes to what Jurassic fans are interested in, what we need, what we want, and the fact that we are we have been so underserved uh, for so long as as Jurassic fans. You know, all these other franchises out there get so many great things, and we we have a few small handful of things and, and toys and, and 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 some video games, and, and we've got a Netflix show. You know, we're we're doing okay, but that's all fairly recently. So we're we're finally getting into a lot of really cool deep stuff here, and. This game, this tabletop game is awesome, and I think everybody will love it. I am so excited that it's already fully funded and that more stuff might be coming on the horizon for this game. So I'm I'm just thrilled, and I cannot wait to start playing this again, to dive back into that game, and to see what everybody out there is thinking. So if you have any thoughts on this game, let us know. Send us an email, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you can call our voicemail line, 732 732- 825-7763. Let us know what you think about the artwork, the art style, uh, the, the Kickstarter itself. Let us know if you backed it, how excited you are. We'll probably air some of that stuff in the Jurassic Mailbag coming up, but I am so, so excited for this thing. And again, thank you so much to everybody out there for working with us, being so kind and 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 so generous. Uh, everybody at Funko and, and, like I said, all the other companies. It's truly awesome to work with all these people and see a product that I think Jurassic fans will really, really be proud of. So I'm very, very excited and uh, can't wait to learn more. So please check out the links in our show notes. Go pre-order this. Go get it out there so you can uh, start playing this as soon as it ships. I'm very excited for each and every Jurassic fan out there. And speaking of Jurassic fans, one of those fans left us a review over on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to go ahead and leave us a review, we'd love it if you re- if you leave a, uh, a five-star review. You don't have to. You can leave however many stars you want to, but five is, is definitely more beneficial for us. Um, and please go ahead and write something in your review so I can read it here on the show. You guys are paying it back, so I want to give it back to you by reading your reviews here on the show. And this one comes from number uh, uh, number one fan, uh, and this was uh, just the other day. So this one says uh, in the subject, yes, I know what you're thinking. I'm a dinosaur nerd. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, you know what? I bet you this review is by a dinosaur nerd. And guess what it is? I'm very excited. Uh, The review itself says, I love dinos and love JP. And I watched JP 1, 2, and 3 at the age of 5. If there was 10 stars, I would rate this 1,000 out of 10. There we go. That's the review. So, I I mean, were they rating Jurassic Park? One, two, and three, or this show? I'm not too sure, but I appreciate it nonetheless. And uh, I expect, uh, you know, there, there's probably a, a handful of uh, dinosaur nerds out there as well. Uh, and not certainly not a, a term we're using in a negative context. We are all dinosaur nerds here. We love dinosaurs. We love Jurassic Park. And I, I, would, I would venture to say one, two, three, four, five even. And, and, and uh, Camp Cretaceous and... 
Battle at Big Rock and the prologue for Dominion. There's a lot of content out there, uh, visual content over the years. And, and, of course, we love it when there's even more. So thank you so much for writing a review for our show over on Apple Podcasts. It's very, very easy. Just pick up your phone, borrow somebody's phone, whoever has an Apple account. Go in there, find the show. Just look for the Jurassic Park podcast. Leave us a review, five stars preferably. But if you think it's a one-star show, I'll read that as well. I just did it recently. Apparently, somebody thought we were just bad in general, so I read it, and now I'm reading it again. Uh, but thank you so much to each and every one of you for listening. And, uh, of course, I got to let you know, stay safe out there. We always want you guys to stay safe, and more importantly, stay kind, please. Do your best to stay kind to each and every person out there, whether they're a Jurassic fan or not, whether they're into paleontology, whether they're dinosaur nerds. I don't care who they are. Please be kind to each and every person, and I think it will make this world a better place. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.